featured guest today is screenwriter Tommy Swerdlow, best for the movie Cool Runnings and other family films that include Little Giants, Snow Dogs, and more recently, Dr. Zeus's The Gringe. Stay us for more on Tommy Swerdlow and his brand new book we're going to be talking about today called Great Dope. We'll be right back. <laughs> If you're just joining us, then welcome to the Writer's Corner live show. I'm your host, Bridgette Limbanda from Cape Town in South Africa, and our stream is made possible by StreamYard, Creative Edge, and BeLive Media. A special warm welcome to our viewers. It is an audience-centric show. So you're watching us on YouTube, on Facebook, um, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, or over on Amazon Live, then a very warm welcome to you. I am watching the comments. We will acknowledge them. If you have a question for our featured author today, please do so. And if you are brand new to the show, if you've never watched the Writer's Corner live show, we've been running for three and a half years, so we'd love to welcome you. So if you let me know in the comments that you knew, we'll give you a great big shout out. But first, before we bring on our featured amazing guest for today, my co-host and friend is Mary Elizabeth Jackson. She's a special needs and disabilities advocate and also the award-winning author of the Poolicious Children's Book Series. And more recently, she has also co-authored The Fearless Entrepreneurs and also Invisible No More, Invincible forevermore. She's in Nashville in the USA. So let us know where in the world you are. And with that, let me say welcome to Mary. Hey. Hi, Hi. how are you? Hi. How are you today? Good, <laughs> good, good. good. <laughs> yes, we're, we're ready to rock and roll and go. And we're so excited about our guest today. And, um, you know, for anyone who's watching who um, is an actor, wants to be an actor, wants to be a writer, wants to write movies and scripts. You know, this is a really, really good show to watch. So we're going to see what kind of nuggets we can pull out of Tommy's word low today. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So for those of you who have never heard of Tommy Swerdlow, I'm sure you've heard of his movies, though. So he's a screenwriter and he's best known for the movie Cool Runnings and other family films, including Little Giants, Snow Dogs, and, of course, the very, very, very famous Dr. Seuss' The Gringe. Um, and also what he's got coming up is Puss in Boots 2. Oh, That's also wait. exciting. Yeah, my girls already know it's coming. We've already seen it. You know, they're like, we're excited about it. So, yeah. So he's he is very well known, um, and I can't wait to have him on. So let's not waste any more time and welcome him onto the show. Yes.
Tommy, you got two intros, babe. <laughs> oh, that's serious, <laughs> serious production value there. It's like um, I feel like an emperor. I know. The <laughs> goblet. What's that goblet about? Man, that's a, strong, a strong goblet. Yeah, it's like uh, I've never been introduced to the goblet. <laughs> is, well, there's your goblet. It's a little brown one, right? It's a little brown one, yes. A little coffee in there. Um, and he can be Thor. You need your beer mug and say, I need more sustenance and throw it down. There you go. <laughs> I demand more sustenance. Yes, bring on the next move. <laughs> No, Tommy, welcome to the show. Thanks. <laughs> so you are a successful screenwriter. Right? You know, just there we go. That, that's 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 a good word. And and how did you go from being such a dynamic screenwriter to becoming an I almost want to say it's, it's a downgrade, but no, it isn't. <laughs> becoming an author but your book straight um straight dope how did you decide on that title the title yeah i had yeah. a few i had a few titles um you know i was uh, <laughs> that i went through and uh i wasn't completely happy with um you know, one was Colonel Strange, because I mentioned that. And then this movie, <laughs> Doctor Strange, came out. I was writing the book for a while. And then I think another one was uh, The Devil is a Good Kisser, because it was just <laughs> noir, and it felt noir. And then I had The Straight Dope, and I think there's another book. But then I shortened it. It just seemed right. It's a book about, you know, it's a good double entendre. It's a book that has a lot of drug addiction and recovery and that whole world in it. And it was just seemed like uh, simple easy two words look good on the cover so you know it was it seemed like the right the right title were, were you asking me how i transitioned from screenwriting to writing a novel is that is that the yeah question? yeah how did you transition because because it's quite a it's quite it's a, totally it's, it's different. a different it's a completely different style i didn't write it in that different a style to tell you the truth there's a lot of dialogue scenes and they're written with these dashes as opposed to quotes so it's almost like dialogue on a on a screenplay and it's kind of you know i kept screenwriting in mind moving really fast the thing flies along pretty quick and um so it was different you know i've i've written a lot of prose in my life and so i was just i was just waiting to 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 do it sort of but um it it, it wasn't it was still storytelling, you know what I mean? And, and I used a lot of screenwriting. It was a, it's a noir, it's kind of leans on Raymond Chandler, it leans on that whole genre. So it had a plot, it had movement, it had a lot of dialogue. To tell you the truth, it was kind of like writing a screenplay. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really that different. You just got a chance to stretch out a little more. And, you know, the only, re the biggest difference is nobody's, when you're, I mean, it's one thing when you're writing a screenplay for yourself. The thing about writing screenplays when you're getting paid to do it is people are, you know, butting in a lot and giving you a lot of input. Right. That's that's a big that's a big. So you part had of a lot more freedom. You had a lot more freedom, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not. You always have freedom. It's just the freedom is adjusted. You know what I mean? It's not like right. people get on you and like shut you down necessarily. They just have a response that you have to take seriously because they're paying. Well, there's more opinions involved than exactly. just writing right. your, for yourself. And it's and, your opinion. 
right? It's your opinion, your thought, your life. Um, and it, there's a there's a big difference I know into writing a true story about your life or someone's life and writing fantastical writing, like say Dr. Seuss, for instance, right. right? It's so two totally different worlds. And sometimes it's it takes a little bit of adjusting to, but um, is there talks already or are you hoping that it will be turned into a movie? Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm definitely, there's no, there's no talks. I mean, it's not like I have someone interested yet, but I haven't given it to anyone yet, but I think, uh, yes, okay. I'm going to try to, because it's sort of very naturally cinematic. I don't know if you guys have read it, but it's very, it's a very cinematic book. Well, yeah, I, there, there are parts of it. Yes, I have. And, and okay. what we'd like to do really is have, uh, we want the author to talk about what his or her uh, projects are or their book is because you know we there are authors out there that all they have is that's what they do is they're just an author but you know for you you are an, a multi um category person actually i guess you're considered maybe a triple threat or what they call quadruple threat right <laughs> in in the working world because it's like an actor who can sing dance and act you know on stage right. um and so you've got so much more that you can add to and be available to you know do for for work or be hired or just do for yourself but um i was just you know it's um it's interesting to well it'll be interesting for you to see it yourself uh, your life on the screen won't it yeah i mean i made a movie that's got a lot of my life on the screen the one i um <clears throat> the one i mentioned to you earlier called uh yeah, it's called a thousand everybody. junkies on Amazon and it's not exactly my life, but it's pretty, you know, it's a certain section of my life that's pretty dark, but it, it you know, I get to see the, the city, my friends, kids, I, people I actually really know in real life who are actors. So I, I've had that experience a little bit. This would be another version of that. So yeah, it would definitely, definitely be interesting, you know, but for sure. Yeah. But, but what was it like for you to kind of make your, private life public you know because a lot of people struggle with with the idea of talking about their personal struggles or journeys um you know just getting to that point of being okay well this is my life this is my journey and or was it or did you see it more as being therapeutic no i didn't mm. see it i didn't see it as being no? therapeutic um, what I saw it as was, you know, kind of shadow, you know, owning your shadow and, and sort of getting something out of this trouble you've made, some kind of alchemical process where you take something that would be perceived as lead and see if you can find the gold in it. And also because mm -hmm. I knew what happened, you know, I mean, my thing is, I, I get very uncomfortable when I feel like I'm lying, you know, or when I feel like I'm making stuff up. And even when you're, you know, it's fun, like you said, maybe with the the animation and stuff. But when I write personally, you know, I want to, I, my thing is like, what am I uniquely qualified to do that no one else is uniquely qualified to do? You know what I mean? Your that's story. basically tell yeah. my story and, and, and make you feel my inner life, you know, and my story is you know got a lot of light in it and it's got a lot of dark 
you know, what people would perceive as difficult things. And I knew the juxtaposition of writing famous family movies while being strung out on heroin was a fascinating one. I mean, sure, it's, just, it's just the way it is. It's just <laughs> right. a crazy juxtaposition. And I knew it would be compelling to people on some level. You know what I mean? So, and it was my story. So, and, and in the book, you know, these places I went, these LA neighborhoods, I just wanted to, I just like to write what I know about the way I write about it, you know, and, and when I don't know, I feel uncomfortable. So I stick to what I try to stick to what I really know about. Um, do you do you hope that your story will inspire others um, who may be going through the journey to know there's hope? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Okay, he did just say he's uncomfortable lying. He, he's uncomfortable I don't, lying, I, don't so. I don't at all look to inspire it. anybody. But but I do I do um because because the truth oh, of the matter Camille, I love your honesty. He, he said he's not comfortable lying, so we got it right here on camera. I'm just not, I just, it's, just, it's just not how I think. I mean the truth of the matter is this though. I do you know, there's a line in the book where, where I write at the end, and, and it's very true, you know, it, there's a thing in, in AA or NA or in recovery where they say it's not for people who need it, it's for people who want it. And in the book I go, it's not for people who want it, it's for people who are lucky enough to get it, you know what I mean? It's a lot of luck, and there are beautiful people who do everything right and then go out one time and OD. I mean, so my, my idea is not to inspire but my idea is to say you know if we can survive ourselves then we can get somewhere so yeah yeah i mean i i just don't i just don't believe in sort of active inspiration but like you know the inherent contradicted survival of my story and what i've come through and where i am now compared to where i was is inspiring. I'm in, I'm just blown away sometimes by the fact that I've that I'm here, you know, because because there were times where I mean I got really really sick, almost died in 2007, had open heart surgery from this, was in the hospital 66 days. I mean it got dark dark dark. Right. So yes, I see my I see my story as one of redemption and inspiration, but you can't like I always say if you if you thought if you could tell people like, you know, hey, look what happened to me. Don't do it. Life would be real easy. Everybody gets the dignity of their own experience. And some people just need to screw up. So what does it mean to inspire someone? It just means, I mean, I, I would listen to someone if they had a problem. <laughs> if they wanted to tell me about it. But it's like everybody gets to have the dignity of their own experience. And I, I don't think I know enough to think in, that my particular inspiration is is what they need. Mm. But he has <laughs> a key word ever... there. What? He's got a key word there, surviving yourself. That is so profound, right? Because how much do we screw up in life? How much do we beat ourselves up? How much do we go down those paths because we feel invaluable and we are self-sabotaging constantly? So what? What? that's just valuable right there, Tommy. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> I also I, I also just want to pick up on what you said about addiction and in particular drug drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Um, you know, it's not something that you can inspire someone to get out of. Right. It yeah. it just doesn't work that way. You really no. have to no. you really have to hit your personal all time low yeah. and reach that 
deep dark spot where you want to get out of the hole because no one can make you climb out of that hole right. until you're good and ready to do so right right. Um, right but i do i do aspire to touch people and by sort of revealing my own troubles and stuff you know like allow them mm -hmm. to have a intimate experience with a piece of art or to or to identify deeply you know I, i'm interested in people identifying not necessarily inspiring but like we showed our movie a couple of times to like rooms full of recovery places and addicts and people go cra i mean they go wild because our movie is not about sort of i mean i'm talking about the movie not the book but i just mean it's 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 very real it's very authentic and i love that i love when people get what i'm doing i just don't expect it to do anything but give them that identification as opposed to fix anything that's for sure right no but that's good that's very yeah. valuable in itself right there yeah i think so, so. yeah yeah absolutely yeah. um okay can we ask you i want to know um any can you give us any insight into one i want to know do you have a favorite film that you have worked on and um any um any back scene or backstage thing that like the public or most people don't know about that, that was funny or like, Oh crap, or, you know, stressful or I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, the favorite film I've worked on. I mean, cool runnings was my favorite only because of all the movies I've written, except the, 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 the drug movie, which I co-wrote with my friend TJ, Bowen, um, that's the one that's like really mine. And like, even though it was a rewrite and I was hired, it's not my original idea. That's got my spirit in it. I worked on it a really long time. The amount of love, I mean, I didn't think it was, I didn't even get it was good when it came out, but the amount of love that people have for that movie, I, I don't think, I, I would have to do something really good, <laughs> and large and crazy to have people want to talk to me about anything else. I mean, people just, I went to a I went to a health retreat and a woman had a line from the movie tattooed on her entire forearm. I was like, Jesus Christ! Man. <laughs> I was like, Wow, that's that's so 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 that one's very special to me. And and the Jamaicans love it. Like I'll run with Jamaican people; they'll hug me. Yeah. you know what I mean. Which is interesting because I would not be allowed to write that movie today. You know that that you could not hire a white guy to write that movie. It just wouldn't right. it just wouldn't happen. Which is okay too. But I'm just saying. So it's that one's special. I have a good story. I mean, I have a, I wrote a short story about an intense experience on that movie where John Candy called me and my partner to come to his room at three in the morning and kind of had an emotional breakdown in front of us, like sort of confessing his sort of deep lack of self-esteem and how much he needed us to do a good job and how bad he needed the movie to be good, which was an incredibly intense experience. I have a good short story about it. I think I, it was in some, I forget the name of the magazine that published it recently when the book came out. I had a funny experience acting where I was in Howard the Duck and the, movie, and the first child's play. And in Howard the Duck, I get stabbed through the earring pinned to a bar with an ice pick by the duck. I'm a rock and roll manager. And then in Child's Play, I get choked. And it was the same little person who did it in both oh, movies. Oh. So this guy, Ed Gale, who played the duck and then played Chucky, assaulted me twice. So I've been, wow. that, 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 that always, that always cracked me up. 
And, yeah, um, funny. yeah. So I think those are, you know, that's, that's basically, yeah. I don't have, I don't have a ton of, uh, of great stories like that. Cause you know, screenwriting is a lot of, we weren't on location that much. It's a lot of sitting in your, in your room going, what does this mean? <laughs> what's, going, what's going on here? You know what I mean? It's, it is hard. I, I'll say that. Like the, yeah. the great illusion about screenwriting is that it's easy. You probably get one, if you're, if you're a decent writer, you probably get <clears throat> one easy one. Or if you write like a really personal story, but when you start to have to get hired to put these puzzles together, they're tough, man. That's why they're, that's why there's not a ton of great movies, you know, commercial movies. They're, they're hard to write. But that's good advice though, for anyone thinking about it. So thank you for sharing that so that people don't think. I know. Easy. Yeah. Oh. I'm going to be so anyone writer. who wants to oh. transition. Right. Well, the, the most important thing is if you're going mm -hmm. to write something that, like, like I said, that you're uniquely qualified to do, that's always the first, the best place to start. But listen, some people have a gift for, but it's a funny thing, as I always say, people have watched movies. People go and, you know, go, I'm going to write a screenplay. Nobody's going, I'm going to perform brain surgery. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm going to become a classical violinist. I'm, you know, people watch movies. They think like, oh, I can do that. I'm going to write a movie. You know what I mean? And I get it because we've all seen so many of them, but it is, uh, it's a funny thing to do something that everyone either has an idea for, or, you know, thinks they can do. Right. Or to go into Starbucks in LA and see 14 people doing what you do professionally. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, there's not like you're a carpenter, you go into Starbucks, like 18 people are hammering, practicing hammering nails, you know? That's, yeah. not, that's, that's not crazy. Yeah. Tommy, I forgot to ask you before we started the show. Do you have a copy of the book with you? Yeah. Oh yes. Oh, I and do. we want to we want you to read something, maybe, right? Sure. I'll uh, be happy always, to. We, we love asking because just you know, someone else can read it, but it's not quite the same as Yeah, I'll read the read I'll it. read the opening. I'll read the opening paragraph. Okay. Awesome. Do you need a do you want a drum roll? No, I don't need one. I'll give my own drum roll. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Okay. For years, the forecast had been no. No and windy, no and cloudy, no with the chance of showers. At times, it seemed the sun might break through, but it was always a hoax. And even when it did, it was that harsh, flat, smog-sick light that blasts you out and breaks you down to nothing. Los Angeles isn't for people. It's for lizards. Human beings weigh too much for this town, and the ground breaks away from under their feet. Some folks don't like that feeling and lurch to get their balance, but some have learned to love it and believe their footsteps actually change the shape of the earth. New York is different. It's built on granite and good taste, but L.A. is made of crumbling clay and whatever you can get away with. And for a while, I got away with it all. But then the weather changed and the barometric pressure grabbed me by the throat. I needed it to rain, but all it did was blow. A steady and relentless gale of no coming off the ocean and tearing down Wilshire Boulevard. Wow. There you go. Oh, I love it. Oh, I have goosebumps, Tommy. That's good. You, you I know. I was, I was holding my breath while you were reading this. You know, <laughs> just like feel transported into the book there. I good. Yeah, you drew us in. You did a good, good job. Good. Yeah, that good, was awesome. Good, very, good, very, good. very good. And good. very spot on for 
the detailed explanations uh, or descriptions metaphorically of like both places, right? New York and LA. So yeah, thanks. Yeah. That is stunning. So I just want to remind everyone that are watching us over on Amazon Live, the book is in the carousel. Go um, get it. Go buy book. it. Go, Go buy get it. the book. <laughs> We'd love you to get a copy of the book. It really is worth a read. You've just heard the introduction to the book. And um, so please go and grab a copy, whether you grab the, the paperback or the ebook. Either way, just get the book. Um, Tommy, is there anything in the in the book that you are particularly proud of? Um, um, a like a, a a line or something that was that is special to you. <laughs> um, uh, I love. Yeah, there's a <laughs> there's a line I really like where I'm down with my an old. Um, African American uh, friend of mine, and 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 he's with this, um, you know, there, there are a couple of addicts, and he's with this kind of half hooker woman, and I go in, and I try to get him to help me tell me where the number of a storage locker that I need to get break into that I have to get into to find something, and 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 the woman, the 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 woman. S freaks out. I try to wake them up and then pulls a gun on me and, 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 and points it at me. And then after a while he wakes up, tells her not to. And he, and I say to him, what's the number? Do you remember this number? Like this whole book is led toward me getting this piece of information. And he goes, yeah, I remember it's, it's, I don't have to have written it down. It's my mother's birthday, you know, four 16. And I think she's, and, and then the, the hooker looks at him and goes, your mom and Aries, that explains a lot. <laughs> I, just, I, I just love that line. I don't know why. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is laugh. priceless. Like, that is absolutely priceless. Yeah, you can't make that stuff up, man, you know? No, I made that up. Oh, you did make it up. Okay. I thought it, I thought it really but, but, happened. But, but, but I know the person who I think would say it, so oh, it's, that gotcha. helps. Okay. All right. <laughs> I well, did make the... Okay, so you did make it up, so you broke the mold, and so... And well, I don't write. It's not, me it's not a memoir, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's a right. fictionalized right. account of, you know, it's like... But, but, but there are things in it that are real, like the stuff about... Shrek is very real, and the, and 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 that, that all happened. That was the first writer on the movie Shrek. Right, it was the first Shrek. Okay, so we are like, and on my house, we're huge fans. My girls have been in the productions. We got the costumes. Blah blah blah. You know, we love right. Shrek. So we're well. Well, I'm right. My the thing I'm working on now is the donkey origin story. So I'm back in oh, the. You are back in the Shrek donkey. Yeah, <laughs> Don, yeah donkey. Donkey. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my. Okay. So I, you got to keep us up. We will have to have you back. I, 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 I take credit for it because it was a one character movie. And as I say in the book, I, I take credit for it. I, I decided it should be a two character movie with the donkey because he's on one. It's a six page book, the book that it's based on, written by a New Yorker cartoonist named William Steig. And um, the donkey's just like a meaningless character in it. And I said, no, it should be like Midnight Cowboy, that movie. And the Joe Buck and Ratso Rizzo. So. I think I think originally I'm part of the inspiration of that, but I didn't write a word of that movie, and and the whole genius of the original Shrek, I I had nothing to do with. The only thing I did have something to do with was expanding it into a buddy picture. 
Uh, well, congratulations and and thank you uh, for doing it because yeah. you know it, it it's like <laughs> a it's got a cult with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's Shrekies yeah. everywhere. So yeah, my son was in a production of it too. Yeah. So oh, was he? Oh, nice. Yeah. 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 We have we have uh, some friends who just got married that played uh, the lead characters in Shrek. That's how they met. So now they're married. Super cute, right? <laughs> but that's awesome. So do you have any gold? Well, we always say gold nuggets, but you know, what would be your advice for anyone who, I guess, is thinking about either being an actor or a writer, you know, or a script writer uh, or an author, I guess. So, you know, don't, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> don't, 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 is, don't is the first thing that occurred to me. Um, you know, my, my, my real advice again is to sort of try to figure out what you're uniquely qualified to do but if you really want to be a writer i think the greatest thing you can do is to come up with a writing practice and write every day you know just mm -hmm. just actually struggle like to be willing to write enough that you figure out what you do and can bear the horrible discomfort of both sitting in the chair or standing at the desk as people do now and having it not be great and then starting to understand what it is that works, what it is that doesn't and sort of how your song goes, you know what I mean? And how you play and, and sort of what, you, what it is you do. And I think the only way to do that is by writing a lot i mean if you're a, you if you're a natural like i'm a natural writer meaning i just have a way i do it i've been pretty lazy in my life i just got it together finally i could just show up because i just had a gift for it you know what i mean i just had but but that was that's not the important part <laughs> sadly having like you know what i mean i mean i just had a way i could express myself and i i was kind of funny and but it's the discipline. It's it's the it's yeah. not the discipline. It's the discipline, but it's the consistency. Yeah. The, it's amazing how pages will stack if you write one or two a day, every yeah. day. You know what I mean? And it, and it really is, you know, no matter how good or bad or what your dreams are, in the end, you really you have to write it down for it to be read. So. The only way it can be good is if you write it down. You know what I mean? You must right. write it down. And the writing it down is difficult. And sitting in the chair and, and, and you know, and so no matter what, that's that's a that seems to be you can't give someone talent, you can't inspire someone, you can't do that. But you can say to somebody, you know, I think Somerset Mom has a quote, they said to him, Do you write do you write all the time or when you're inspired? He said, only when I'm inspired and inspiration comes every morning at nine. So it's that, it's that thing. You know what I mean? So that would only but be my advice. Right. But it's very, it's very true. It is absolutely true. And especially you, you got to write it down when it comes. You can't wait because it won't come back the same way. So if that right. happens yeah. to be 3 a.m. Right. in the morning, get your butt up. And I mean, I use my voice recorder when things come. If it's if it's right. like that early morning and I'm too tired to get up and write, I just put it on my phone. Yeah. So. You don't remember it. You're right about that. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. well, Tommy, and thank Tommy, you do so you, much. Do yeah. you write, do you ever write longhand or do you type 
you know, no, what is your I don't, preference? I, I, I'm a, I have a lot of learning disabilities. My handwriting. I was laughing at that Tommy Swordlow you that it said over my picture in that handwriting. I was like, I've never written one letter in my life that looks anything like like any of that, man. I'm I I, I look like a yeah, it's a five year old. I mean, I can't write. I, can't, I did write longhand a book once when I was in the movie Hamburger Hill, the first novel I ever wrote that I didn't. I almost finished it. I mean, I wrote hundreds, hundreds of pages. Was a uh, I wrote in longhand in a journal, in a giant journal, like the old style hardcover journals, big, uh, every day there and back and in the hotel room. That was the last time, but it's very difficult on me. So I'm very happy there are these computers because I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, I think it would undo me. Mm. I don't care enough for that. <laughs> I'm willing to go down. I'm willing for no one to ever hear from me if I have to write longhand. Not, it's not so important to me that I'm willing to suffer longhand. I love it. I'll just cook. I'll become a cook. There like you go. Tommy, we appreciate, uh, we appreciate your raw honesty, man. I love it. It's awesome. Okay. Yes. And thank God for these computer things, you know, yeah. because uh, it yeah. would be the undoing for a lot of people. Thank yeah, you okay. so much for being with us today. We sure. really enjoyed this. Hope you had okay, a good time. Good. I did. Okay. Tell me, thank you. Tell me, thank you so much. It was awesome having you on the show. Thanks everyone for joining us today. Um, to our audience over on Amazon, please go and get the book if you're watching on all the, any of the other uh, social media channels. The book is available on Amazon. Tommy, take care, and uh, to everyone else who's joined us today, live or watching the show on the replay, stay well, and we'll see you next week back again on the Writers Corner live show. Thank <laughs> you.